Bonsoir à toutes et à tous. Vous écoutez La School in Brief avec Lydia et Megan. <laughs> Did I hit yep. it? The cue? Yeah, that was it. That was perfect. You're basically fluent, I think. Yeah. Eh? Eh? <laughs> um, I'm sick. This is Lydia. It's the same me. I'm just sick, so I thought I should speak in French because it would sound cooler than this. <laughs> Which apparently is something Lydia makes a habit of doing when she's sick. She records herself speaking in different languages because it, quote, okay. sounds better. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. I love doing it. I think it's great. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's my low to cut to, to, cut to, to, cut to the chase. <laughs> uh yeah, I actually, I, I started getting sick over the weekend and I didn't realize I was getting sick because um, Friday after class, I did some weightlifting with one of my friends. And then later that night, I did karaoke and like I was scre- in like a private room and we were like screaming at the top of our lungs. So the next day I had both like a sore throat and like some muscle aches, but I was like, yeah, that, that fits <laughs> with what I just did the, the day before. Yeah. So I like didn't even notice it until it was just like, everything was really bad, but I've missed class and like, yeah, I'm, Oh, a little no. FOMO and like a little scared I'm getting behind on stuff. But one of my classmates has offered to kind of like teach me things this weekend so she can review that way and I can like learn from a human instead of just trying to read over people's notes from class, you know. So that's good. Yeah, I very seldomly find people's notes from class to be helpful because everybody writes notes for themselves. So you know yeah, what I mean? based on what someone said, too. Because, like, yeah, yeah I, I've tried looking over notes and been like, well, what? <laughs> Why is there a triangle here? Why are there triangles <laughs> yeah. everywhere? What does it mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, like, I, I, I'm not too concerned about it because it's still early on in the semester. I know we were both last semester being like, oh, my God, what do you do when you're sick? Yeah, you're living, and like, you're living my nightmare. <laughs> I'll have to report back next week when I'm actually back in class to see if I actually did it in terms of like catching up on stuff. Um, TBD. But I mean, I've been home and I was too like foggy in the head to actually like, it wasn't like I was home and being productive. I was like sleeping most of the day and watching oh. some movies and like eating soup. But I couldn't, I wasn't like here applying to jobs or like reading ahead or anything. Yeah. So. I mean, when you're, when you're so foggy, what's the point? You're not going to retain any of it. Anything you write, it's going to be trash. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just lay down. Watch some, some of that British show you like. <laughs> uh, yes. Actually, I did watch it like um, a whole season of this show called Crash Landing on You, which anyone, Anyone who's listening to this, if you have watched that show, please write to me. I really want to talk about it with someone. I'm obsessed with it. It could be the fever dreams, but like I did dream about it. Like I love it. Um, yeah. Did you and, have to? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, please. After. 
Après, oh. après vous, madame. <laughs> oh. um, I was just wondering if you had to submit a note to your professor or any, like, any sort of recorded thing for your absences, or if they're very laissez-faire. <laughs> <laughs> And that concludes all the French I know. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't have to do any of that. I just had to send an email Some of my professors didn't even don't even care. They're just like you have this many absences, and like I don't care what you do with them. You don't even have to have a legitimate, quote unquote, legitimate excuse. Um, but some of my professors wanted a heads up because they were going to plan like who they're calling on the next oh, day. Oh, sure, I guess. sure, yeah. So I just emailed all of them because I didn't want to have to look up in the syllabus to see who cared and who didn't. And I was like, I'm going to assume that you all care about me. <laughs> so foolish girl <laughs> yeah um i had to email so. one of my professors when i was sick like two weeks ago uh when i had my upper respiratory infection yeah and it didn't say anywhere in the syllabus if he cared to know so i, I thought better safe than sorry and i emailed him and explained what was happening and said i could bring in a note and he never replied and now i just feel kind of foolish like When he, when he calls on me, he's going to say my full name, and uh, then it'll click in his head that it's me, the upper respiratory infection girl <laughs> that he's talking to. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, man. Yeah, I have, like, a, I have an allotted amount of absences for each class, I think. I mean, it kind of bums me out to, like, burn through them this early in the semester, because I like knowing that I can just take a day off when I want Or like skip class when I want. Yeah, you feel so powerful. Yeah. You're like, I'm in charge. I'm calling the shots. <laughs> yeah. It was the yeah. kind of, it was like, it was the same when I had a job. Like I would save my vacation for like as late in the year as I possibly could. Even mm. though the beginning of the year is when it's really cold and like, don't you want to go on a vacation then? But yeah. Anyways. So my PSA is you should get a flu shot. <laughs> I, I knew I should have gotten a flu shot. I, like, have health insurance. I, like, my body can withstand getting the flu shot. So in terms of, like, herd immunity, I should have gotten it. I have no good excuse. I have an excuse, but it's not a good one. So I shan't, like, share it with anyone. Wait, um, what is – hold on. Pause. What is herd immunity? I don't have a good – definition i'm not a scientist oh sorry <laughs> i didn't mean to ask a scientific question <laughs> that's okay but i will briefly from what i understand is if um like there are a lot of people for various reasons can't get flu shots and so if you're if you can get a flu shot like your like body wise can get a flu shot um if if everyone who can get a flu shot gets one I'm oh I'm describing this so poorly. But if everyone who can get a flu shot <laughs> gets one, then it's like the herd is immune and it we can kind of like protect the people who oh, can't get flu shots. Herd as in like herd of cattle. Like I thought you yeah. meant herd as in like listened to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God, got oh, it. Yeah, herd yeah. immunity. So if like the majority of us got the flu shot then don't the folks the threshold level it could be even higher than majority i'm not sure okay got it okay i understand now yeah 
It's something, and like, I have like, oh, okay, here we go. It says the level of vaccination needed to achieve herd immunity varies by disease, but ranges from 83 to 94%. Um, but yeah, anyways. Well, that's a lot of people. <laughs> but like, we all have people who are immune compromised in our lives. And so it's like, we should just get it. And so, um, and like, I was standing in line for the flu shot at school and then the line was really long and I was hungry. So I left. <laughs> so stupid. Oh my God. And how and then, good like, was that snack, Lydia? It wasn't even that good. And then the next day, like all the slots were full. Anyways, we should go into your low because I'm just embarrassing myself. Like I have no, I mean, I deserved the sickness that I got is what I'm saying. Oh the end. <laughs> Oh, my low is not even a low um, okay. because it's it's rooted in a very lovely weekend <laughs> trip that I went on. This is, yeah, this is just a, a gross low. Please, nobody actually take this as a low. Um, but I spent the weekend in the mountains of North Carolina. In, beautiful place. Oh, my goodness. So beautiful. I was in Blowing Rock, which is a tiny town outside of another tiny town called Boone, which is where Appalachian State University is. Um, and I was up there with uh, my husband, and we were going to ride the Blue Ridge Parkway on our bicycles. We loaded the bikes up on the back of the car Friday night in the pouring rain. I mean, oh. pouring rain. We drove through the pouring rain uh, and very dense fog. It was a very scary drive. Got there and I thought, okay, this that's fine. It's all done with. Tomorrow we're going to ride the Blue Ridge. It never got above, I think, 33 degrees and it snowed the whole time, which was so Aww. beautiful. I mean, it really for it forced me and us to pause and just relax and enjoy that. But I did really want to ride my bike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Even if it wasn't snowing, wouldn't it have been a very cold ride? Yeah, but that, I mean, you just layer (laughs) up. You know what I mean? Like, don't be a baby. (laughs) Layer up, you know? Or as as our friend Katie Gray, who I realize I like shout out on this podcast. She deserves it. She does deserve it. (laughs) But our friend Katie Gray always says, don't be soft. It's <laughs> a uh, great response to my question. <laughs> yeah. So no, I couldn't. I couldn't have done that because I would have just been soft had I stayed in because it was yeah. too cold. Yeah. So that was my superficial low, and I do actually have a meh. If I could, if you Please. could indulge me for a moment. Please. Of okay. You always so- indulge my mehs. I love your mess. <laughs> <Meh. laughs> so, Lydia, I'm sure you remember from last week and from all of my texting, uh, and listeners at home, you probably remember from last week and not from my texting, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I have taken – sometimes I just latch on to things to an unreasonable extent. And I'm currently doing that with the suggested schedule that was handed out to us by the office of academic success. I don't know why I've latched onto this, but I have. And I think because I'm reasonable, very unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I've latched on and I have been trying my best to figure out how they think anybody could do this schedule hour by hour. Again, not meant to be a slight. I'm more just perplexed. So for the last week, a few days in the last week, I have done a real hour by hour breakdown of how my waking time is spent. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, it, it was a commitment to sit down and do this. Um, but basically, on an average day, I spend nine hours of my waking day either in class or reading or reviewing my notes or otherwise doing like flashcards or Quimby or something like that. And then I spend 6.5 hours of my waking day doing life-related things. And that ratio seemed way too, I don't know what, what word I'm trying to look like. Balanced? It yeah, way too balanced. That, thank <laughs> you. Really I thought for sure it was going to be, you know, 13 hours of my waking day, law school, three hours of my waking day, life related. But I got to tell you, for anybody who's listening to this, who's in law school, I'm sure that you can relate to this. You know, probably even if you aren't in law school, when I wrote down everything I did in the day, I realized that so much of my day is eaten up in 10 to 30 minute chunks so, for example, showering and getting ready, 30 minutes. Walking to school, 20 minutes. Replying to life-related emails and then having a cup of coffee, 30 minutes. Ugh. Yeah. And I'm telling you, so I, in, this, in one day, I woke up at 6 a.m., I had coffee, I watched an episode of The Office. By 6.30 a.m., I'm doing schoolwork. And then, of course, I have to get ready for school. I get to school at 8.50, I'm at school, and then I'm there until 7 p.m. doing schoolwork. And then I get home, and I work for one more hour, and I have, like, two hours to relax before I go to sleep. But it's just wild to me how <laughs> we don't account for these tiny little gaps in our time. And I feel like I should resist the impulse to figure out a way to optimize those sort of quiet voids. Yeah. Yeah. Like in this day, I never felt as though I was sparing moments or wasting time. I felt like I was being really, really productive. And yet I look at this breakdown and I think, did I really need to spend 30 minutes eating and <laughs> drinking yeah. coffee? Yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes. So I think, to sum up my my argument, not this is an argument, but in summary, I think that the max output that I can give law school every day is 10 hours if I'm awake for 16 hours of the day. Yeah. Um, I haven't done this, but I would guess that it was, for me, the same um, in terms of maximum. I don't think I could do more than... 10 hours of actual learning like if it was busy work or something like high school I could do it <laughs> but not like actually learning difficult concepts for more than 10 hours no way no way yeah it's a little much a lot of much <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. QED. What was that? <laughs> what kind of cool just... millennial slang are you using that I don't know? <laughs> oh, it's not it's not millennial slang at all. It's like what you put at the end of a mathematical proof to show that you're done with it. <laughs> QED. <laughs> Would you believe me if I told you that I never took math over geometry? <laughs> How did you do that? How did you got how? What? Uh, how did you do that? I don't even know. But everybody that I tell this to is similarly perplexed. I think Freak I out? might have No, never did. I think I might have like actually been a case where I where I was a student that just fell through the cracks. <laughs> Nobody was worried about me. I was doing well in school. I was in AP classes, so I don't think there were any like red flags. <laughs> I think they just forgot that I needed to do oh that. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, but there's proofs in in geometry, so this doesn't excuse you. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I say in college, this... like, did you just have to do like a science or math course? So you did science. Um, kind of. If I remember correctly, we had to do. So it, you had to do a math and a science. But the math, they they really, really made it user-friendly for folks that were not math-inclined. I think the math class I took was called Overview of the Universe, and we were calculating <laughs> the di- the distances between planets. And by the grace of God, I got an A- minus in that class, and I don't know how. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, is that higher than geometry? Maybe. <sighs> you tell me. I don't know. There were a lot of symbols, and I think that they stood for planets. anyway i'm in law school now so i don't need to think about math that's a great story (laughs) i'm in awe yeah okay i have a meh as well which is that also school and time related actually so last weekend so i guess i i had the like sore throat and muscle aches on saturday but didn't realize that it was me getting sick because of the all the weightlifting and singing oh <laughs> yes all <laughs> anyways so on saturday i was getting stuff done making things worse for my immune system probably but i did on friday afternoon and saturday did all of my reading for the whole week i just i kept wanting to stop doing it and then I kept being closer I'd be like 38 pages away from being done and I'd be like I have to do it and then I'd be tired of it so like oh 10 oh. pages I could do that tomorrow and then I was like no <laughs> I can do this and I will so I did 156 pages because I was like well this is a light week so this is a good time for me to test this like doing um, and I've never I've never counted the pages, so it just seemed like a light week. And, and <laughs> I don't then, know how much lighter of a week it is. I'll have to go and check other weeks. But anyways, I was like, great. Now I have this first pass through the material done. I can like read over the cases before I go into class, learn about things in class, and then in the afternoons, I can do other stuff like do some of this legal writing and like job applications and things that are not just reading for the next day of class. Yeah. Um, but um, now that I've been sick for days, 
and haven't gone to the classes where that reading was assigned. Oh. I feel like that 156 pages, like I know it's somewhere in there, but it it hasn't been like really reinforced in the way that I thought it was going to be. And I'm scared that it's just all kind of like gone to waste. Yeah. And at a certain <laughs> point you were just reading to finish. So how much I'm always of that... just reading to finish. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, but like, the, yeah. But like appellate opinions, I'm sorry, they're not they're not written in a way that is like, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, uh, so that's just my myth because like I did it. I did all the reading for the week. It's better than if I hadn't. If I hadn't done the reading, I wouldn't have done it at all because I've been too sick to read. Yeah, so that's you're good. absolutely but right. The, the myth is like. Oh, all that time I freed up, I've just been using it to not do anything. So, that's mm. fine. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, should we move on to highs? Yeah. Uh, so, I have a law school related high. Okay. And I think I'm just mirroring exactly what you might have said last week or the week oh, before. Okay. But I did negotiations this week. Wait, as a separate class? No, as part of my legal writing class, we did oh, negotiations. Cool. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and we have to negotiate uh, the ADA claim that we're working on for the whole trimester. And I got assigned the defendant to represent for the whole trimester, which honestly nice. is the... No, it's like the... Wait. Oh, the employer. Yes, the defendant oh. employer who oh. is being sued for violating, allegedly, the ADA. Ugh. And it's, oh, I mean, sorry. given our fact pattern, this is a tough, this is a hard <laughs> case to defend. Um, but we could have paid out $70,000, but I managed to negotiate down to 30000 and a few equitable remedies. And I mean, of course, the whole time I knew it was fake, but in the heat of the moment, I turned on. I was so into this. So much fun. Whoa, I can imagine you being really, really good at negotiation, honestly. And like, yeah, and mediation and stuff. Hold on. So someone could have been paid 70000 and you paid them 30000 I mean, yeah. I'm proud of you, but now I'm like kind of on the other side of the, <laughs> just thinking about the person who got I mean, harmed here. <laughs> if you read the fact pattern, you would call me deplorable. <laughs> Wait, did you get to do the thing that I was talking about a couple episodes ago where like right after the simulation, you get to talk to the other side and, and look at their facts? Yeah. Like yeah. how low were they willing to go? They were only will they were willing to go down to 35 and I got them down to 30. Oh, that was like their their God. their bottom base, like Again. the dirt floor was 35. And you were like 30,000, take it or leave it. Well, no, I also offered equitable remedies. Oh, so, right, 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 right. So and okay. my argument was the equitable remedies probably would be valued at around $10,000, though I was just throwing that number out because we were negotiating. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm guessing. Um, so I got them down to 30 plus some job skills training classes, and they ate it up. <laughs> you know what it was? I came in armed with Supreme Court cases, and I had pulled a few quotes from oh, the decisions, God. and they had not done a similar thing. So when they were trying to come for me, I was like, okay, this isn't my opinion. This is the Supreme Court's opinion. Okay. 
<laughs> wow. Listen. And that worked. Yeah. In one of the first negotiations I did, I just like, I hadn't done enough like research. I just hadn't done like enough math to back up the numbers. I was like, pay us this much. And they were like, what is that based on? And I was like, I don't know. Just, like vibes. Like, okay. Yeah. Doing your research just always, always, always pays off. <laughs> just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So well, that was really great. Fun. Yeah. Crushed it. What about you? Um, for my highs, uh, actually karaoke where I maybe caught the flu, <laughs> but it was, it was the most fun I've had in law school. Hands down. It was for a friend's birthday party. And so it was just like a dozen, like just good people. And it, we didn't do the, like, I've always done, you take turns like singing a song, but instead, um, my friend just queued up like a lot of songs that everyone liked. And then we all just like screamed all of them for the whole <laughs> hour and a half reservation that we had the room for. It was great. That sounds like so much fun. And yeah. also I'm so jealous that you have a dozen friends. <laughs> well, this is not my birthday party. <laughs> this is, this is, but I did know the people in there, but yeah, I don't know if they would have come to my birthday party. Anyways. Oh my gosh. That's the, so scary. Your birthday is coming up and so is mine. And I personally have maybe three people that would come to my birthday yeah, party. Oh. <laughs> in Greensboro. Oh. It's not bad. I just find other things to do. <laughs> Wait, let me tell you a story that will make you feel a little better about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I tried to make some cookies for my friend for her birthday. And I brought them to the karaoke place and they checked my bag. The security there was so intense. I didn't understand why. <laughs> and so they were like, what's this? And I was like, birthday cookies. And they're like, you can't come in with these. And I was like, okay, can I leave them at the front? And they were like, nope. And then I just walked out of the karaoke place and was like, what am I going to do with this Tupperware? Like, I don't want to just throw this in the trash. So I walked around to an alleyway, found a dumpster, hid them on the ground behind the dumpster, still in the Tupperware, totally sanitary. Oh and then just like turned around and walked back in. I was like, no more cookies. And they let me in. And then when I left, I just got them again. Did you give back. your friend the trash Tupperware full of cookies? She was not interested in it. I, I told her like... <laughs> I told her I made you these cookies, but like I couldn't bring them into their like hiding in an alley. She was like, I hope this doesn't offend you, but like I don't want them. And I was like, I understand. But um that's okay. I, I've eaten some. I'm fine. I mean, aside from the flu. Are you not- are <laughs> you fine? I think we actually just figured out Oh, no, come on. <laughs> they were in a Tupperware the whole time. They're fine. Who was gonna open up a Tupperware like cough on a cookie with flu cough and like put the lid back on like no one's gonna do that are you sure nope <laughs> i was gonna say i am uh <clears throat> in law school and reading <laughs> lots of cases about people who do weird things for no uh, reason so true well yeah. i have another high as well but i think you also have another high as well so should we just like ping pong this sure mine's quick uh okay. i already said it i went on a little trip out of town this weekend and i thought for sure that i was going to be really stressed about not spending the weekend in the library au contraire to get out of town 
was French. Oh my God, Megan. Oui, oui. C'est la vie, mademoiselle. I don't know. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, maybe I know a little more French than I thought. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, getting out of town was just great. So, period. What oh, was your? That's amazing. My um, my other high is not so great, but. Um, basically, I'm just really proud of this meme that I made. <laughs> a meme? Yeah. <laughs> this is the background. You know what Quimby is, but in case people who are listening don't know what Quimby is, we're not getting paid by Quimby to advertise for them. But maybe we, we should be. Maybe Hello, we should be. Quimby. <laughs> I don't even think Quimby needs advertising, dude. Their product is great. See? See how good I am? <laughs> Yeah, dude, Quimby totally <laughs> didn't pay for this. We love Quimby. Uh, if I put this meme up, though, on our blog, I don't know if they are going to like that so much. But anyways, so Quimby is a website with, like, flashcards, lessons, quizzes. It's very helpful. My favorite thing is these animated videos for key cases. For, like, a lot of cases that we read in class, there will be, like, a four-minute animated video explaining what the case is actually about which is great because after you read like 20 pages of these appellate opinions that just don't make any sense it's just the best yeah um, i just i just need a cartoon to tell me the holding yeah just come on. give it to yeah. me there yeah um so the cartoons i mean it's not like it's not disney all right it's just like little little figures and they're court cases with people resolving conflicts so often the expressions on the people's faces are angry and like most of the characters just have resting bitch face like all the time but that's fine because they're like they're about disputes and like these really key cases about really important disputes so I have never really thought about it too much but they have these Quimby videos also for my legal research class and in that class we actually are supposed to watch the videos and do the quizzes in my other classes my professors would prefer that we didn't use Quimby, but I do anyways. I so, had no idea that there was Quimby legal research. I'm going to yeah. have to look this up now. Yeah, check it out. So there's this one <coughs> video that I just paused. I happened to like look, I happened to look at, I was like listening to the video while I was like doing something else, but I happened to be looking up at it when this scene happened and it just really made me laugh. It's like a guy who walks up to a librarian and asks, do we have any specialty tools for legislative history research? <laughs> Which is fine. Like, this is just in addition to the common research tools that Quimby tells you about. They want you to know that your school's library might have specialty tools. So this it's a fine enough scene, but like the librarian in the video looks so annoyed and actually his facial expression the guy who's asking this it also looks a little angry so maybe she's just like matching his like intensity level but i took a screenshot of it and edited it so that he's asking do we have any specialty tools for legislative history research and she responds sir this is a wendy's <laughs> But she's sitting at a big desk with tons of bookshelves behind her. So it's definitely not a Wendy. So it's a subversion of the meme format. But 
just really proud of it because I got the like speech bubble to be the same color and the same font and stuff. Um, so when you sent me this meme, I thought it was a screen grab of an actual, like I thought that that speech box was the Quimby video. And I said, LOL, because I did think that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize that you were the creator of that. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my. I think we need to email Quimby. The best preparation tool out there. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll email them and be like, hey, there seems to be a glitch with your <laughs> video. Why is oh my gosh, <laughs> just trolling them. Uh, but I did post it in our... 1L group me page and it got some likes and so you know Very good. do it for yeah. the likes or don't do it at all that's what I always say yeah basically <laughs> you know I 27 likes 27 that's 27 pretty likes is not nothing 220 people in the group me <laughs> so well, you know. a little over time yeah <laughs> I I uninstalled Instagram from my phone at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, so I feel like a digital hermit. The only connection I have really to the outside world is anything you screen grab for me. (laughs) Oh, Uh, but dude, I deleted my Facebook for the semester, so I don't have any memes, really. You did delete your Facebook for the semester? Yeah, yeah. Wow, so neither of us have Facebook. I still have an Instagram, but it's like not on my phone, so I don't use it. Do you people who are listening to this see what happens to you when you go to law school? <laughs> you completely turn inward. I talk to like two people a day. my own memes. God. <laughs> <laughs> you start making your own crazy memes that only law students will think is funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. Actually, that's not true about your meme. I think any that would that's cross content. People would find that funny. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, can we can we post it on the blog? I, th- I mean, for my one semester of property law, when we talked about intellectual property for maybe two or three classes, like I think it's fine, fair use, right? So if we post it on the blog, anybody who goes to see it has to like it. <laughs> I've disabled liking and comments for the blog. I just thought Dang it. it. Well, I was the only person liking them anyway, so it's Wait, fine. it's letting you like them? I don't think we're allowed to... I, I think I disabled... Well, It's whatever. been a while since I've liked anything because it's been a uh, while since you've posted a cute cat sketch. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I enabled likes but not comments. Maybe. Maybe so. I don't need to moderate likes. Okay. That might be it. I'll do more cat sketches. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I really was getting (laughs) at here. (laughs) Jeez, you you don't have Instagram. You can't see the cats. You need me to draw you cats. I have become a very needy friend. (laughs) Where are my memes? Where are my cat cats? (laughs) Uh, All right. So you have also um, your report back from the visit to the jail. Yes, yes. The whole the whole point of I suppose this episode, um, the meat of it, which, well, okay. So if you'll remember from last week, we Lydia and I were kind of talking about jails versus prisons, and uh, Lydia has spent a good amount of time in a prison, 
And I as a never, volunteer. As a volunteer, yes. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> yes, as a volunteer. And I had never been to a prison or a jail. So I kind of gave uh, a guess as to what my what my impressions were going to be. And we were going to wait till this week to talk about what I saw and what I felt versus what Lydia has experienced. So I suppose without further ado, I have jotted down just a few notes uh, beginning with, so I had said last week that I thought it was going to smell like cafeteria food and cleaning supplies. And it didn't smell like either, though I was surprised at how clean it was. It was really sterile, almost. Uh, Which was, I suppose, good, since you have so many people in such a tight space. Um, But a a little bit more about the space. So when we... The Guilford County Jail is, I think, seven stories tall. And the cells, or they're called pods, are... They begin on the third floor. Pods? What kind of rebranding BS is that? Yeah, pods, pods baby. Uh, so, right. so a pod is a collection of cells that adjoin a common area. And oh, okay. Sorry, I thought that the word cell had been rebranded as pod, and I was no, like, no, 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 no. no. Okay, the okay. pod is the collection of cells. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, and so each pod has between, I want to say, twenty and sixty people, and in. In the pods, there are maybe 30 rooms, and each room has two people. And the the rooms, I thought, were going to be small and have a little bit of natural light, and I was wrong. The, The cells are tiny and have zero light. It is artificial light. And so I might be wrong in these uh, dimensions, but I would guess that it's seven feet deep, maybe four feet wide, and the bunk beds. Oh yeah, it's so small. The bunk beds were bunk beds, and there's a toilet that looks like the type of toilet that you would see in a public park, and there is a quote-unquote desk and chair, which are actually just two square-shaped concrete slabs that are jutting out of the wall, one a little bit lower than the other for sitting and the other one for, I don't know, putting things on. Anyway, that's literally it. There's no privacy whatsoever. And I just couldn't help. I The whole time, I just, I couldn't help putting my own feelings into all of that, like I, it was impossible for me to walk around and view it clinically, or in any sort of like objective way. The CEOs that were leading us around. Wait, they... I, I think that's great. <laughs> I think it's really a great thing that you couldn't separate yourself and your humanity from what you were viewing. I just want to put that out there. Well, thank you. I, Even though you're like, it's maybe bad that I couldn't be objective. I'm like, it's a really good thing that you could be, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess I was just sort of juxtaposing my own feelings against what the COs seemed to be experiencing. And I will say CO I was... CO meaning correctional officer, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I will say I, I was expecting them to be 
more gruff and maybe rude, but they were really, I thought, pretty, I mean, given the context, pretty kind and thoughtful. They, for example, there were times when they would go out of their way to make sure that we weren't being seen by inmates and the inmates weren't seeing us to respect their privacy because they noted that sometimes people might be embarrassed that they're there. I'm like, okay, that's good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this? But the, okay. So there was one sort of shocking moment and we had rounded a corner. I was in a group of maybe 10 and we had rounded this corner and in so to get from room to room, there's sort of a, an intermediate room, like one right in the middle, uh, where there's a door on one side and a door on the other. And so I think it just acts as sort of a safeguard so you can't just go from room to room. And each door, you have to have authorization to go through. So people can't just come and go. Anyway, we rounded the corner, and there was an inmate standing in the sort of in-between room. And it it was puzzling because he couldn't have gotten there without any sort of access code. And he was just sort of there. And the CO that was with us said, Hey, what, what are you doing here? I mean, it wasn't like mm-hmm. a freak out. It was very much like, Hey, like what's going on? And this inmate had his ankles shackled and his wrists shackled. And he had a sling because his arm was broken. And, he was complaining of pain and kept saying that he'd been telling them for days that he was in pain and no one's doing anything. Uh. And we were just told, like, essentially we were just shuffled past him. And it was so uncomfortable because you have this person shackled in pain and we're supposed to just walk past him because this room is in between the room that we were in and the room that we need to go to. And yeah. that was, ooh, it's yeah, hard. hard. Yeah, yeah, it is hard. And another, one other shocking, there were a few shocking things. I guess I could sum my visit up by saying some things shocked me and other things, um, not like pleased me, but I was pleasantly surprised by other things. Okay. Uh, another shocking thing is the intake process, which sounds like the scariest part of it all. So you are arrested, you're brought to the jail, and then they book you. And part of the booking process is a strip search, which I think I knew, uh, which includes, you know, the squat and cough. And the CEOs kind of like chuckled about that. And one of them, somebody asked, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen? And he told a story about a squat and cough moment with a woman who did time on the weekends and just so I didn't actually realize this before. Wait, what? Yeah. Doing time so, on the weekends. Yeah. So you can get a sentence of doing your time on the weekends. If you have a, a small enough sentence, like let's say you're sentenced to 30 days, you could come in for however many weekends and satisfy it. So just two days at a time. So you come in on Friday and you leave on Sunday. Wow, I've never heard of that. I didn't realize yeah. that was an option. Yeah, so she was what they call a weekender, and she like couldn't go the weekend without her cigarettes and a pack of crystal light tea. And so you can imagine oh. how she oh. attempted to sneak this in. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so there's the squat and cough, 
And then everybody has to have an evaluation by the nurse. And that's to make sure that they are assigned the correct pod. Because if you have any sort of health issue, you might be assigned to a medical pod where you can get, quote unquote, better care, right? If you resist the nurse, if you don't want to be seen by the nurse, they strip you, give you a blanket, so you're naked but for a blanket, put in solitary confinement and placed on suicide watch until you comply why would you not want to be seen by a nurse? Is it like if you're high on something illegal and you wouldn't want to get initially maybe. charged? Maybe. Or maybe it's just like a, a – I mean, think of it this I w- – if I were in a position like that, I might not trust anybody in this system that's trying to put me behind bars. You know? I think it's just – Oh, I makes- guess I'm thinking that they know what the, <coughs> like, what the outcome is if they refuse. But maybe yeah. they don't. Maybe I don't know, but that that scared me just the th- just the thought of that. Yeah, all of that before you've even had a trial. You know, before you, just, yes, before you've yeah, even had a trial. Yeah, someone's just accused you of something, and then all of this happens. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, uh, another shocking thing was that apparently they segregate the gay, bisexual, trans, and otherwise effeminate men. And he made a point of saying, but not lesbians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And he seemed proud of it, too. He's like, no, but not the, not the ladies. Not the ladies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Wait, um, was the jail co-ed? Yeah, yes. Yes, it was co-ed. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a prison where it's like a men's prison or something. I was like, that's just a stupid joke. But now I understand. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, but I, I believe, you know, the women are on one floor and the men are on another floor altogether. Okay. It's not even, you know, adjacent pods or anything like that. Huh. Um, yeah. The medical care seemed to be pretty, pretty much a top priority. They, they spent a lot of time talking about the medical services that are available to folks there and how anybody who's there is entitled to free physicals because quote unquote on the streets, they're not likely to get one. Um, Their medicine is paid for through some state funding. And um, yeah, I don't, it was just, so I guess in that way it, it, it exceeded my expectations, but then in other ways, just seeing their quality of life, for example, they get the COs were really excited to tell us that, the inmates get three times a day. They can, they can they can be out of their cells for two hours at a time. So a grand total of six hours a day. The t- and I'm I've always thought of it like, you know, if you're not in the cell, you're outside. You're in a yard that's fenced, but you can be outside. Yeah. No, this was the quote unquote outside was in fact inside. And what? Yeah. So that's some cage free eggs bullshit. Seriously. So they walk, you walk from the common area through a door and then you're in a concrete, like a two story concrete room with no ceiling. So it would be like a a vaulted ceiling. And for probably 10 feet up from the ground is just concrete wall. 
and then at the top there's fencing. So you can feel the fresh air, but you can't actually see anything. Oh. You can't see treetops. You can't see the street. It's just the feeling of the fresh air. And this space is probably maybe like, I don't know, I wrote it down somewhere. It was a guesstimate, like 60 feet wide by 40 feet deep, maybe. Gosh. Yeah. And that shocked me. The idea that you could be in this jail. I asked the CO on the outside what's the longest he had ever known of somebody being there. And he said six years. Ugh. And to remind anybody who maybe forgot from last episode, jail is where you go when you are awaiting your sentencing. This is supposed to be just an in-between, like a holding place. So the idea that you could be there for six years feels completely counter to i don't know a person's rights to yeah. a, a a speedy and fair trial i i mean there's a lot you can say you can counter that by saying you know like if the inmate fired their attorney a bunch of times like that would prolong the process which i get but six years to not be able to see the outside i can't even imagine yeah that's horrible yeah Anyway, I've done a lot of ranting. I would like to know your experiences and your thoughts. Um, I I really didn't see as much. I I was wondering if we'd be able to, if I'd be able to like match every observation you had with an observation I had. But um, you you definitely saw like a lot more of that jail than I ever saw of the prison that I was working in because we would like go through security and then like walk across the yard to like an educational building and go to this like one classroom mm -hmm. and that was it. Um, but it was also very clean. Uh, <laughs> I think that's where, I think that's where I can match you <laughs> because like I, I was not particularly impressed by the correctional officers. Like they were professional with us I guess I never saw them do anything that was like terribly rude to anyone but but they shouldn't be praised I, I for doing like yeah, what any decent person would do I wasn't just I just wasn't like particularly proud like I think what was weird was like when you're first going in there's like because the people who work there are are like people who work there and so there's all of this like workplace culture yes it's oh there my gosh, yes. there's like employee of the month awards and like team photos in front of things and like let's work to make this place a better place you know that kind of like workplace like what you would have in an office kind of but like in front of like like all of this stuff on a wall and then like you walk away from that wall and there's just like people who are in prison there for like years I don't know that so I think I was always just like a little uh, about the correctional officer like yeah. culture um but you know at least I didn't see any actual hostility uh the room that we had class in did have a lot of windows um and so I don't know about people's like living spaces but there was daylight there and like a big quad area it was kind so of set up like a small university okay but i mean like i don't know how different this prison is from other prisons just because it was like designed 
by a sociologist. Like, I don't know if that means that they tried to make it like a campus or something. Um, I also don't know about the booking process or like if people have different units for like medical needs or Mm. sexuality and gender identity stuff. Um, so yeah. So in some, you learned a lot more about jails than like I know about prisons. (laughs) Man, Wash U has got to take you up on that suggestion to go to have people go see. I need to respond and be like, Hey, look, other colleges are doing it. So you absolutely should. Uh, It, it, was probably the most impactful thing that I've done in my law school tenure thus far. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing it like that. What are you doing next in the law, like crime law lab, criminal law lab? That's a, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, Last week we went over how to set bail and how to establish how much somebody should pay for bail. Mm -hmm which I thought was really interesting, um, but it's always sort of a, a new surprise. Uh, that is, I think, far and away the most hands-on thing that we do. Oh, okay, okay. The word lab, it sounds like everything you're going to do is hands-on. but I mean, it is in conjunction with our criminal law course. It, mm-hmm. it does feel really applied. You know, we're, we're not just reading the book where we have to at some point interview uh, some sort of law officer on our own. Oh, cool. uh, they're bringing in guest speakers, like people that work at the DA's office, things like that. You know, it is, it is really experiential, which I appreciate, but yeah, the jail visit I think is like the cherry on top. I got you. Okay. Man, I, I need some more experiential learning in my life. I want people to come talk to us. And I kind of can't believe that they aren't. I kind of can't believe that there aren't these like lab classes in conjunction with every class that we have. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> that would be the way to do it, in my yeah. opinion. I, w- I wish somebody could have come into my civil procedure class, <laughs> like a, a judge of some kind. Yeah. Said, Rule 56. <laughs> or yeah. Or even better, I would love one of those uh, bus bench <laughs> ad attorneys to come into my torts class and explain that if you or someone that you love was injured yes <laughs> that would be good too how to make a good advertisement <laughs> right maybe i should have gone into advertising <laughs> my my crowning achievement was coming up with the name for this podcast <laughs> and that's about it uh it's such a good name though thank you my one contribution <laughs> no the hours and hours of content. <laughs> so many hours. Lydia. Yeah. I've... You sound so sleepy. <laughs> I think we should probably, unless you have, have something else you want to say. Don't have... mm, I don't have anything else. No, buddy. It's okay. I'm sending you all the virtual hugs and soups and things. We need you better. Yeah. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Good. Yeah. By this time next week, we're going to hear all types of musings <laughs> about, I'm sure, school and fun things and yeah, I'll yeah, locker shines back. and French fry backpacks. Uh, You'll be back. You'll be back. I'll, I'll report back about catching up. That seems like it would be valuable intel, like how to catch up from being away from class for a week. 
Yup. <laughs> we yeah. all want to know. Ok. Ouais, allez. Au revoir, mes amis. Je vous adore. Farewell, Megan. <laughs> Farewell, Lydia. I'm going to end on, the, on a... Hold on. I'm going to end on this note. Oh, that does make me feel better. <laughs> okay, good. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.